I'm going to go ahead and hit record. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, uh, we, we, we all have our roles to play and me <laughs> yeah. is to, is to be the pre-recorded message. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello and welcome to, to undisclosed name of former thing that reviewed movies. <laughs> uh, hello everybody. Welcome back to the dead one syndicate podcast. The one and only place where nothing really has a plan. We're just kind of doing this as we go. And this is episode four. Uh, six. Five. Five. Five? Oh, five. Ra- five. I am I am very tired. My okay. I was gonna say we didn't I was gonna say we actually didn't do the scuff, but then then you scuffed it. Yeah. Uh I uh, sad story time. I found out that my energy drink of choice might be getting discontinued. It's just a rumor. I hope that's not the case, but I am now holding on to the last five cans. And like looking at them painfully because I'm like, I need you, but I can't have you right now. <laughs> oh man, never get addicted to caffeine, kids. It's bad. It's a bad time. Anyway, um, got an interesting uh, show topic um, set up for today. But first and foremost, it is blurb time. If you want to email us, you can email us at deadonesyndicate at gmail.com. That is dead zero, no, not zero, dead O-N-E-S syndicate at gmail. I'm already messing it up. Um, we are uh, D-O syndicate at Twitter. We are dead one syndicate on TikTok. I uh, still need to actually put stuff up there. Uh, and we have a YouTube channel. Search us up, dead one syndicate over on YouTube. Um, we're the one with a half and half pixelated, not pixelated skull. Which I still think is a really cool design. Hi, I'm Dr. Plague. And I'm Drill, 88. <laughs> um, I am very tired. <laughs> the wheels of the scuffs go reek, reek, reek. <laughs> uh, but anyway, in lieu of oh, me just not being here today, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. going to be passing the proverbial mic over to my wonderful co-host and... What have you got for us? What What's on the docket for today? Today, we are going to be talking about um, old slash retro games um, that may not be well, as well known. Uh-huh. Um, very obscure games. And just um, over and kind of bad games uh, kind of lumped in with that. Um, but Some of these are, are going to be doozies. Yes. Um, that have a charm and that we feel that if they were made in a more modern setting, mm-hmm. um, they could, they could, they could be, they, they could be done right now. Yeah. Even better. If they got a remake, uh, if they got a, if some, if, if somebody came out and said, we're coming out and we're going to make a blah, blah, blah remake. And it, I feel it would do very well in this yeah. day and age. Also, um, quick caveat: This is there's not to the best of our ability. There is not going to be any indie games on this list because these are all because, in my opinion personally, indie games cannot be considered obscure. They they are indie. You you have to be able mm-hmm. to find them at all, but that does not make them obscure. Obscure is the made by the AAA titles, made by the publishers, pushed out. And either wasn't properly um, advertised, didn't get promotion at all, 
or just went under the radar. No one knew about it. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, um, I know I've got at least three games kind of going on uh, here. Um, uh, all, all of which um, now I will put this caveat onto this as well. Some of the um, companies may not be in existence today, mm. but they were AAA title companies back in the day that these games were made. Indeed. Um, so just tossing that out there um, as something. Or if they are still a company, they faded in the company itself faded into obscurity over time. Mm -hmm. So or probably got bought out by someone else as time went on. Cause company absorption that you'll you'll look into it, that happens more often than it than you'd think, and it is scary. Oh, one hundred percent. It it absolutely is. It absolutely is like uh such a um uh a scary a scary thing. But um, I'm going to start off with one that I've already talked to you about yeah. um, just to kind of get this out of the way. Um, and that is actually and that's actually going to be uh, one that is made by Activision. Oh, Nightmare Creatures. Can't say I've ever heard of this one. Give me the lowdown. What is Nightmare Creatures? Nightmare Creatures was a game um, developed in 1997 by uh Callisto Entertainment under uh, a, sub a, sub a subsidiary of Activision at the time, uh -huh. uh, you, where you play two uh, two people, and it's set in England uh, during the uh, like gaslight era. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like post Victorian. Um, yeah. Um, but not quite noir. Yes. And it follows the main the main antagonist. Um, his name is I think it's Alistair Crowley. Nice. And he is trying to. He's essentially made a bunch of nightmare creatures that are infecting other people in London, England, and you are having to go through and fight your way through to get to him to stop him interesting um very dark setting very um very much in your face brutality they had a very hard mode in it that it was it was very very hard to do um a lot of secrets that you can find it was it was a well thought out game it it was a game that was that was done very well and a, a lot of people liked it at the time. It got publicity. The The sequel had Rob Zombie do the th main theme for it. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. So there was a lot of push for this game. And it just, I feel that it in and of itself had faded into obscurity because it, um, it just, just doesn't do anything. Um, I'm looking at this right now, and a mobile phone version of the game was developed by Gameloft later on. Interesting. Uh, but this one, to me, because of the style and the feel of the game when I was watching a video of a playthrough of it again, um, 
I feel as if that it's one of those it's it's definitely one of those games where I mean, I have fond memory fond memories of playing the game and being scared absolutely, you know, it, it was released in 1997, so I was I was born in 83, so I was it, I was 14 at the time. Uh-huh. Um and, you know, playing this game at like the dead of the night, you know, darkness and playing it and a werewolf jumps through a freaking wall at you, you know, you're going to get scared. Yeah. Um, atmospheric. It, it was very atmospheric. Uh, it was like, there's a lot of times where it was snowing in London and it actually had snowfall. It wasn't accumulating or anything like that because it's PlayStation one graphics. I mean, it, you can't really do that with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel, but I feel that if they actually remade this game and they did it like a Soulsborne game, I could see where, that honestly. Yeah, it's oh, it would be it would be phenomenal, especially with how it felt going through it. Where and and they did not make it as linear as the original one was, where and they made it more like Soulsborne or Soulsborne games, where it's kind of an open world type type thing to a degree, where you can kind of go wherever, um, unless you unless you do something to get to certain areas, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in order to eventually fight the final boss and such, but the the final the final sequence before you fight Alistair Crowley is you go into his mansion, his manor, and his place is crumbling, like on fire type stuff. Uh-huh. Like it's crumbling, and you have to chase him through it, and you're chasing after him as the creatures are coming to attack you to prevent you from getting to him. And like I and I was wa- and I was always watching it. I'm like, man, I'm just thinking of this in a in a Soulsborne like aesthetic in a and the graphics that we have now, and we're, and just having that moment and that that you're running down a hallway, and yeah. you're or, I mean, and not even through a hallway. I mean, you have to go through the entire house, and you have to find hidden stuff like hidden hidden doorway in order to be able to catch catch up to him because walls crumble down in front of you so you can't get over to him you know and it's just one of those it uh i think that would be so such an amazing thing uh it sounds like it like i can't off the top of my head i can't really name any games that work with like monsters in that capacity one there really isn't a game out there that functions like what you're describing but mm-hmm. just in general, monsters, monsters, and not just like, oh, they're deformed abominations. Like, outside of like maybe Dead by Daylight, I like, okay, imagine Dead by Daylight, but if it was single player and you had to constantly move through these different areas and then face off against these things. Because oh, they are that level of powerful, yeah. it'd just be a matter of using the 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 terrain and the area to your benefit and finding a way to thing is with those, you can't really beat them. You have to outsmart them and trap them in order to win because there mm-hmm. is no beating these monsters. Oh, Oh man. You now I'm just thinking about what if you had bloodborne, but with classic monsters, Oh, that would be that'd like be kind of that'd be kind straight of up Dracula, straight up the Wolfman, kind of uh, Frankenstein, the mummy swamp thing. But, Bloodborne engine and like you know give it the from software treatment. 
Yeah. Ooh, oh, that would. Oh, I I don't play those games as much as I as much as I want to, but dang, that is a cool sounding game. And but like and and that's the thing, like there's aside from aside from like werewolves and stuff like that, they had they had winged imp demon things in uh-huh. it. They had they had creatures from the sea that would pop up. Wow. Um, like that were this lanky looking thing that had like six arms or something like that. Big mouth, sharp teeth, like eldritch looking creatures. And this is all in the polygon era, you know? Uh Yeah. Yeah. And, and back then it was like, what is these graphics? And, but the voice acting was phenomenal. The, because during every, and one of the things that I remembered, because I, especially before watching the video of the playthrough again, um, was there was each time you finished an area, Crowley would taunt you. Nice. I love a proactive villain. Yeah, and and that was and that was the thing. He was you. It wasn't that thing where you got to defeat him. No, you began to hate him more and more throughout because he was taunting you during the loading screens in between the areas. Reminds me a little bit of Handsome Jack in Borderlands 2. Yeah. Like Like, the guy was always in your ear, always just, you know, you couldn't get to him, but he was always right there and always like, you know, in your face about it. And to me, that makes a good that may, that can make a really good villain. Absolutely. As, you know, it, it, and it's just because one of the things that I remembered and I don't remember like the exactly for verbatim is the sec is the uh, the interaction between the first and the second level. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, <laughs> no matter, I'll see you in Spitalfield. And I'm just like. Wow, just the way he just said Spitafield. I was just like, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the vitriol that was coming from him. It was uh it it, it was a it was a it was a great game. Um they I guess it actually got re-released on PlayStation 3 later on. Interesting. It was it was also on the Nintendo 64 as I'm looking at right now, and it was also on computer on PC. Um but yeah, it was it was a phenomenal game. I honestly, honestly, honestly think that if any if Activision gave up the rights to Nightmare Creatures and like, you know, you guys over there, you know, making that Soulsborne game, you guys want to make a really good game and remake it? Go from software. That's a freebie on us. Just take that, <laughs> Just run that. with it. Elden please. Ring's gonna do great, but if you really want to get some people, <laughs> please. I like legitimately. I don't know how much money I could throw at that. Like if they came out with like a super uber duber like like collector's edition yeah. of it, like legitimately, as I said, fourteen years old, and it was like two hundred bucks, and you got all this really cool stuff with it yeah. like like a statue of the uh, like statues of the creature alistair crowley and the two heroes that you could play in it like one obviously i think that they should make it like so like the souls games where you can create your own hero because 
they had a male and a female, but the the female was more of the sword, the swordsmith, and the male was a monk. I would definitely change that up to doing whatever, depending on what weapons you got, and make it more like a Soulsborne game. Sure. Um, to to not limit that because I limitations nowadays in games is kind of lame. Realistically, um, yes. Um, when when there are so many so many so many games out there that don't have the limitations like bloodborne and you know all the dark souls games and elden ring from what i'm seeing and hearing about that um but yeah like that this from software legitimately this one's on us legitimately you know nightmare creatures if you can make a you could you could do a whole remake of the game in your in your own vision that would be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. That'd be cool. But uh but yeah, that was that was that's definitely one of the first games that I would definitely talk about on this list of like obscure um, Yeah. There is I know of another. A game, I, hmm? I know of a game that you want. Oh. And every time that it comes up on TikTok where somebody's like, you know, if there's ever a remaster of a game, what game does it need to get remastered to? I, I, I seen you make one video for it, but I know that every time I see one of that po that pops up again, I know in your heart of hearts you wanna you wanna make that video just to drive it home. Yes. Legend of Dragoon. Oh God! Oh man! Okay. Yeah. Okay. First of all, yes, absolutely. Um, Legend of the Dragoon was originally released on, uh, PlayStation 1 and had, like, three or four CDs. It was, like, way back. And, like, I think the only other games that had multiple CDs around that era was, like, Final Fantasy VII and I think Final Fantasy VIII. There weren't many games that had, like, multiple CDs in them. But Legend of the Dragoon, a fantastic, um, RPG. You, uh, follow the story of Dart. And it and here's the thing, it starts out with a very good cold open, uh, a somewhat janky CG um, introduction, uh, not it, not not FMV, but anyway, you know the uh, CGI video, you know mm -hmm. how they were back in the early 2000s. Oh yeah. And it cuts to that, and then cuts to Dart just literally like waking up from a nap sitting on a log in the forest and he's like okay i need to finish getting to the village like and that is how it starts and then i think once he gets to the village he sees that it's under attack so it's just this right into the action no hour okay how long and slight tangent how long did it take us when replaying borderlands 3 did it take for us to get from character selection to actually shooting a gun Far too long. Way too long. And like, I don't, I don't know how long. I want. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna estimate it at about like twenty or so minutes. It certainly it felt, like. felt like that. But even, even like, and I understand what they did in certain degrees. I don't agree with it at all. But even whenever you don't have a super chatty character who's just eating up time, that is a, something that prevails a lot in um, a lot of titles these days. But uh, Legend of Dragoon, boom, right into the action, minimal downtime. You already have an idea of what's going on. 
But what's great about the game is that it starts out with you having, you know, no powers. You're just a warrior. You're going around. You have a friend. You pick up somebody else who's also on a quest in the same direction. And you're all going to fight these, uh, fight, fight the evil and save the person. And it's really cool because for the first hour or so of gameplay, you do not get your superpower. But the game is still functional and working up to that point. And when you do get the superpower, then you then that little click in the back of your head works where you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There are these many different kinds of the dragoons. And if and following gamer logic, that would mean we're gonna get one of each of the elements. So we're gonna we're gonna find new characters and new people as we go. And how you find those people is interesting because it sets up this preconceived notion that you are going to meet more people in the future that is going to have the same kind of abilities, but different. And it works really good. And the story is, I don't want to say it's Kingdom Hearts complicated because it's really not. It just you know, actually, now that I think about it, the story of Legend of the, of the Dragoon is a D&D story. They start at level one with no powers, no anything, just a small group of adventurers going off doing something. And at the end, you are transcending dimensions, fighting gods, the re reincarnations of evil and malice, and having to go to different timelines to fight, and just the different kind of drama that happens, the kind of stuff that happens with characters. It's, it is amazing. And the fact that we haven't got a remaster, let alone a part two, in all these years... When did, uh, when did uh, Legends of Goon come out? I I have it pulled up. Give me a second here. Yeah. Because um... it's been a while, dude. I remember playing this game back whenever I had the PSX with a screw-in pop-up 1999. screen. 1999! <clears throat> wow! Okay. Wow. That... I was like... I was 11 playing that game. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have been, because it is rated M. But I remember playing that game on uh, my PlayStation 1, and my PlayStation had one of those uh, attachable screens on the back of it. So oh, it was yeah. a little bit bigger than like a cell phone screen is now, but you're playing a PlayStation game on it. Oh, that, that, was, that was the time of life right there. But I remember playing that, and it was also very interestingly designed in that it... There were some parts where you had to pay attention to what you were doing and you couldn't just run through it because I was one of those cheap little scumbag children who had a game shark <laughs> who just mm. made myself, you know, give myself all the powerful armor because I just wanted to see the story, but I didn't want to, you know, slog through it. So once I had the game shark, I wanted to figure it out. But there were fights in that game that you couldn't just, it didn't matter how strong you were. You had to do specific things in the fight. Otherwise, you would just die. And it took me dying like three or four times in the later parts of the game to realize, oh, I can't just spam through it and see what's happening. I have to pay attention. So even even far back then, it was it's a it's a it's a brilliant world. It's a really cool design with the dragoons. The voice acting was not that bad. It wasn't great, but it was not that bad. And 
oh dude if this was rebuilt i don't even know who i would trust to to run it because i i mean it, it's it's made by sony interactive entertainment in japan studios so yeah which is the same people who do demon souls dark souls etc etc that's fair so they i feel that they could they could hold their own and and remake it themselves. my only thought is i seriously doubt they would bring us a full reimagining of it and keep the turn-based combat because that's what it was it was simple turn-based combat you had uh uh i think it would be more along the lines of like the newer final fantasy uh, style i guess systems. i mean there was there was like random encounters as you could play and all that and i kind of here's the thing i mm, i played final fantasy 15 i played final fantasy 13 i realistically feel like final fantasy 12 would be the better option for this sort of thing because it was a pseudo turn based where you could have they all have their AI, they're all running around, but you could swap between characters at any time and then have them do specific specific abilities whenever their turn gauge came up. Which Whoa. honestly I thought was good. The only problem Whoa, hold on. Here. Hold on. Director confirms that a Legend of Dragoon remake is in the works. Well then. Uh, let's hope that Armageddon doesn't strike before then. <laughs> Bro, send me that link. Send me that link. I'll I'll look it up later. I I'm literally I was just like looking through looking up Dragoon Legend of Dragoon stuff, and it's just like yeah, uh, the 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 yeah it. Oh, that look. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right. Well. Now that that's out there, I guess this uh, particular game is uh, run its course. That that <laughs> that is good to hear. This is, this, this, what a time to be alive. What, 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 <laughs> and, and and note that it wasn't. <laughs> this wasn't an intention. It, it was. Oh no. Uh, the, the article the article was released um, April of 2021, and it's by some obscure website. Um, honestly, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's confirmed by, uh, Kasabe, which is the director of it. Um, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we could look forward to that video game review in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> wow. All right. Awesome. So, question. Yes. Do you want the company that faded to obscurity or the company that died? The game from the game from the company that faded to obscurity or the game that com uh, the company died? The company that died. Okay. This next game was published um, by two big names. Uh, um, Panasonic being one, All right. and acc Acclaim being the company that Acclaim really, yeah, Acclaim. That's a that's a name. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, that was and for 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 any young listeners, Acclaim, um, 
I'm going to look this up really quick. Um, they were, they were a huge, um, uh, name back in the day. Um, I actually looked it up before. Um, they had games like Turok. Mm. Um, the original Mortal Kombat's were on, uh, were made by Acclaim. Um, NBA Jam was made by Acclaim. The first South Park game ever made was also made by them. But I am going to be talking about D. I'm assuming you're not talking about the joke that's honestly been run into. No. uh, That needs to die. (laughs) But. (laughs) No. The game is called D. Just the letter D. And you follow the daughter. I forget what their last name is, but her name is Laura. Um, and there's a reason why I say, uh, and there's a reason why I remember her name. And it's a very cringy reason why I remember it. Because the voice acting was so bad in this game. That you can't help but remember parts of this game because of how bad it was. Oof, da. But the game itself was um, a mist style game. First person walking through, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. You go into this hospital where your father is the head of medicine, basically. Uh huh. And he has taken people hostage for no reason, but. Um, they, the, the police, I guess, allow you to go in to see if you can stop him, um, from, and get him to reason to come out, et cetera, et cetera. What winds up happening is you get transported into this alternate reality mansion place that is this essentially the your father's mind palace. Oh, but it's demented, filled with traps, um, and all this other uh, hunky dory fun times. Okay. Yeah. And um, stepping foot into the the very beginning of the game, you're you're greeted by this vision of your mother who i guess is dead um and i'm being vague so that if this ever becomes a remake and you you all are hearing this i i don't want to like spoil anything uh there are playthroughs on youtube but um but ultimately it's because it's first person the 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 stuff was complicated it was slow like it was it, it had creepy moments. It, I feel that nowadays they could amp up the atmosphere a lot better by and make it a lot more free moving and free form. Um yeah. then then the you press forward and they take one step. Oof. And then the next step. And I'm I'm not doing long dramatic pauses. That's legitimately the pacing of the steps. Javis. Um, but the fact that you had puzzles, you had a creepy, you had a creepy aesthetic to it. Um, I feel that they could 
they could do better with it. They could do better with the voice acting. Literally, and I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say this verbatim. A, with the exact inflections that happen, you see the disembodied head of your father materialize out of nothing in the dining room when you first start, and this is he's like Laura. Oh no. Laura, <laughs> this is your father. Oh no. <laughs> Leave this place. <laughs> I, I, I am not kidding. That is the voice acting. Wow. This is, the, this is where the bad comes in. And like it had it had the really cheesy badness. And the story could have been like the story was interesting. And it, it captivated you, but then the end, it just kind of went, <laughs> fell flat. Oof, and I'll I'll tell you after recording the ending. Yeah, and yeah, the okay. Big re, the big reveal. Um, but there is two endings that you could get to the game. Oh, okay. Um, and it's based off your final choice. Um, uh, at the at the end of the game, when you when you face whomever you have to face, but it's. I feel that if it was remade now, that it could be done better. Um, I feel that it could it could have a better, um, it could have a better time, um, being put because I mean with the amnesias that uh, that were put out there, kind of set the bar high for games like that where it's a puzzle. Yeah, game. There's, yeah. There's not really much combat. You have to hide, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean. That that really set that bar high for for all the for all games like that, and you can have this game in that same vein and it be a really phenomenal game, especially if you have good voice acting. They did make a sequel, D two, and it was an action shooter. Oh no! It was a third person action shooter. It just didn't really hit the mark. And I feel that's where it kind of fell flat. And unfortunately, when I was researching this game and I was going down the uh, the, the dragon hole, as I said earlier, it's, <laughs> it's, this this hole is way too be way too big. I was searching for games that I was trying to remember. Um, uh, talking to you, our listeners, um, like of obscure games because I have played obscure games. I have went through. Um, I have sto- I have a story that I can tell after I finish this about what I would do with my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the game director and writer uh, passed away. If I read that correctly, um, so he didn't get to see, see like if they ever were to remake it, there would be a lot of legalities and how they would get them, you know, how they would get the rights for the game. Yeah. But, like, it's one of those, it's one of those just, um, it's one of those, uh, it, it had potential, it was a really good game, it, 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 it captivated me when I was younger, it came out in 95, um, but... It, it I wish that I wish that if they could make it remake it that they would and they would make it um they would make it more like amnesia 
Yeah, yeah. So and 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 like, ah, uh, it, it it was it was, and I see charm. I'm a, I'm a guy who watches bad horror movies because I can see charm in bad horror movies. Yeah, like me with uh, old wire foo flicks. Yeah. Like and and like one of the one of my favorite things in this on this on this planet is Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Dope. I love MST3K. I love it with a passion. I love like everything about that show. I love them riffing on movies. Not yeah. ripping, riff riffing. Um, Xanadu. <laughs> this is this is where the fish live. Uh, <laughs> it's just <laughs> and, and one of the funniest things is whatever whatever the old old before everybody's time old uh movie says something or does something that is not okay by today's standard and everyone goes whoa like <laughs> no 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 we can't have that <laughs> they or or they say something so offbeat and uh, offbeat and just like what they're just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know it, it's great it's wonderful um but um so like when it when uh, when I when I what I was getting at with that is it'll lead into the story is I would go out with my friends um and we would uh every weekend or every other weekend um on occasion um it's back when I worked at Suncoast video um that's a throwback by the way oof uh, yeah I think the one in my nearby town is still there oh man that's a gem Yee. Um, but I, I remember whenever I worked there, um, my buddy Brian, uh, who I did a bit revenge with, um, who is the creator of it. He, he and I would go like drive North, drive up North, but we would do this like massive circle. So we'd go North and then we'd head like, um, we would head West and then come go back up North then go go back east and then come down and we would hit like game stops um like reselling shops mm -hmm. like the ones that are specifically like like we sell video games and we have movies and CDs and stuff like that those kind of resell shops yeah, yeah, yeah. that are out there just to see if we can find obscure games yeah and or or hard to find games and that was our thing like the Friday the Thirteenth NES game. I found that on one of our trips, and we we did this sort of thing to kind of because we were gonna try to bring that bring those into um, the Eight Bit Revenge world. Is we were gonna try to bring those uh, the obscure weird titles into that. Yeah. Um, which kind of came where I got you know my favorite game that is like. That is obscure, but it is made by a small company. Uh, it's not widely reckoned, a triple A company. So that's why it's not on this list, but the game is called Obscure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is legitimately a teenage horror film video game. Yeah. And it is so awful, but <laughs> so wonderful at the same time. I remember playing that with my eight bit my eight bit revenge friends. Um, it was me and Brian's girlfriend at the time, who was also a huge horror buff like I was. Um, and we're playing the game, and she's trying to push 
her character was trying to push a bookcase, and I had a baseball bat on my character, and I was whacking the bookcase, the her head, and it was, <laughs> but the noise was hitting the bookcase, so it made that crack noise. <laughs> so it, you would hear the the whoop, flack, uh. <laughs> and that went on for five minutes, and we could not stop laughing. <laughs> and. and it was, it was, it was, ah, uh, it, it, but see, but it's mo it's, it's games that have that bad, the badness in it that can bring out great times. They can bring out amazing things. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah. And it always hits better whenever the game is not trying to do anything. It just kind of happens or the yes. mistakes that, and honestly, uh, um, I was kind of addressing this on a video that I made where I wish games were, you know, shipped and that was it. No updates, no day one patches and stuff. And so I was like, well, there could be stuff that they wanted to do later that they could do. And I, I get that, but you wouldn't get those funny moments. You wouldn't no. it, like if all the games that like realistically 2010 backward, if you took all the games and then had them all be able to get like annual updates, so much of the charm that makes the game fun would just be gone because it, it isn't that, Oh, the game is broken, but having that little bit of scuff, having that little, that slight disconnect is what makes older games fun and makes you remember them. Okay. Case in point. If anybody ever says that to you, again, I I know the prime example of what you're trying to say. Yeah. The very original Resident Evil. Yeah. The, the remake of Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Here, Jill, take this. You're the master of lockpicking. <laughs> wow. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> like they they up the voice acting, they up they up the the all of that stuff. <gasps> Barry, it's a monster! Like you're okay, lady. You're one. You're a special special forces lady. Okay, you're like supposed to be. I mean, yes, it's an extraneous circumstance, but come on, your first reaction is gonna be like. <gasps> No, seriously no no like ha have some professionalism like I, for like legitimately like i just pop okay okay I, there was a, a barry there was a monster in there um it was eating our friend like <laughs> yeah but yeah but, like the ju just because something can and, and that is something we want to um definitely want to like hammer home with this when we want these older games to be rebuilt or redone we want them to be restored in the spirit of how people remember them not necessarily the spirit of the original game because a lot of a lot borderlands 3 is the perfect example they swung way too hard into what they thought was the fun part of it with the story writing whereas we remember the other games better because it was it wasn't explicitly trying to be i guess self-aware not even self-aware yeah. just like self-self-referential yes and and like the thing the thing with me like in d i would love for them to update the voice acting 
because like just i would love that personally there there is a lower limit there is rock bottom and we do not want to do worse than that however but but it's it to keep it and that's and that's why like we're offering like a or i'm i'm offering a if somewhere one were to remake it this would be the this would be the style that would Mm -hmm. fit this perfectly absolutely because because i mean and, and to be perfectly honest like amnesia could legitimately be said that it's the spiritual successor to games like mist and d and games like that sure uh the the games that where you had to go around and find the different the different things that you needed to in order to solve the puzzle that you needed that you needed to solve and looking at this and and watching the playthrough 4d specifically i was like how the heck was I not able to figure out that puzzle? That is so easy. <laughs> oh, the mind of the, uh, the hindsight's always twenty twenty. But man, some games that we attempted as kids, it only goes to show how dumb we were as kids. <laughs> oh but, man. But yeah, it was it it in in its it in in of itself. I always have a hard time saying that. Is a game that I feel that if like they made it very amnesia like uh-huh. um and they 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 put the tender love and care that the 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 original creator the creator of it uh Kenji Ino mm-hmm. um he loved the game even though it was panned as like like it was acclaimed as a good game but like later on you know voice acting etc cetera, etc cetera, like he he believed in that game and though that the the ending and uh, like I said missed that mark, mm-hmm. it just it, I don't know it 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 there was so much going into it, and that you could tell there was love into it because legitimately if you look at uh, I'm gonna send you a screenshot, yeah. um of of the game, um it was it was almost like an FMV like style games like we have now um there's a lot of cutscenes and there was a lot of things that were happening in it um but um like you you don't get this level of quality on <laughs> the dreamcast and playstation without putting a lot of love into it this is true this is especially very true at the, especially at launch playstation oh yeah when they didn't know the potential of these systems could have and like yeah so good game would love to see it remade indeed it would be it would be great uh do you have like one more because you gave me I a do. choice so yeah let, let's go let, let, let's hear the uh what uh option b would have been the one where uh the the company faded into obscurity. Faded into obscurity, yeah. Tecmo. Tecmo. I know that name, but I Tecmo don't. Tecmo Bowl. The best, 
the best football game that was ever made on the Nintendo. Like everybody played it, everyone had it. Huh. But it, not, that's not the game that I'm talking about. Okay. Like Tecmo had a lot of games. Um, let me see if I can find. Uh, let me find find their game list here really quick. Um, Tecmo video games. Uh, Fatal Frame. Bruh, for real? Yep. Ninja Gaiden. Wow. Better Alive. Okay, okay. Um, Tech Mobile, like I said. Um, they had, yeah, all the Fatal Frames are on it. The One Piece, one of the One Piece fighting games that came out in 2012 was on it. Uh-huh. It was made by them. Um, but yeah, like those games, Rygar um, was also made by them. But this game in particular is their most obscure title. Hit me with Tecmo, it. Tecmo, like I said, was a very, it wasn't an indie company. It was a AAA company. Uh-huh. Tech, Tecmo Deception. Dece- okay. I, don't, I be, actually haven't be, heard this one. Not to be confused with the, the newer deception that's out there. That there is a newer deception that's out there. But it's not to be confused with that. Tecmo's Deception, Invitation to Darkness, was the full name of it. You are invited to this house to basically get to either kill this person or get her powers. She's like some vampire lady or something like that. Okay. You wind up getting her powers in her mansion. But people are trying to come into the mansion to kill her and to kill you. Now. Okay. I know this one. I, I saw like I saw like a a clip of this in a random YouTube video at like three AM months ago. Like I'm fever dreaming right now. Okay, keep going, keep going. You put traps throughout the throughout the house. Yeah, yeah. And you have to try to kill the adventurers that are trying to kill you. That is super cool. And they had a new one released for the PS4, um, Deception 4, and it came out in 2014. The original on the PlayStation 1 came out in 1996. Wow. And I remember my watching my mom play this game, and it, it was... It was interesting to see because, like, you legitimately are going through and trying to, you're trying to put traps down and you're trying to stop these adventurers from coming in and you yourself are trying to seek revenge on this person, but then you wind up getting, it's this whole convoluted mess, but it's amazing because you legitimately are, Stopping people from coming in. That is great, honestly. And it, it you get. I mean, there is you. There's a ton weight trap where you could drop a ton weight on them. There's, a, <laughs> there's an electrified cage that you can lock people in in order to kill them. There's ways to stop. There's pitfalls. There's pendulums. There's it, there's hands that can come out of walls and grab and kill people that way. It it was brutality it was it was legitimately as if you took like 
chess chess mixed it and mixed it with mousetrap that is that is a really cool idea and you it, it like i feel that if they made if they remade this game they could not waver from the original idea at all yeah they would have to keep the original idea they because it was first person you would walk around and you would try to you would set the traps in the different sections it, it was almost rpg like where you can like see the squares where you could put the traps etc cetera, etc cetera. um and but it's legitimately it's legitimately you're on the opposite end of the D&D side of it you yeah. are the person like going through the dungeon and putting the traps in place for the adventurers to fall to to fall through and you yourself are trying to run from said adventurers you are the the villain of the story yeah that reminds me of an older game called I think Dungeon not Dungeon Overlord, but it, it might have been Minion Tactics. I don't know. But there was one that was literally like you were supposed to set up like traps and like set up treasure. But the, the theme of it all was um, underground fantasy like Gremlin. Overlord? I, uh, was it Overlord? I thought it was Dungeon something. But it might have been. It, it was probably Overlord. But yeah, like I feel like that. I, I feel like um, Tecmo's Deception could be such a cool like especially with nowadays graphics it with the kind of i don't know why this comes to mind but kind of the movement and flying around of brutal legend okay because you remember how you because you, you could go like you're on the ground you could be with your troops you could do whatever you could do stuff, but when you needed to, you could actually fly above and then like give commands and then build other structures. Imagine if you will, imagine if you will, this setting, you have the mansion, you have the preloaded stuff, and you have all these things, and you could go in and you could try to fight some of the heroes, but the other flip side of it was what if you ghosted yourself and could like fade through walls to get to areas to like build other stuff or to get away? Like, use that where you have your real form, but then you have, like, a, f a faded ghost form that, like, that's how you move around the mansion. Because that would make sense. If you had that power to just phase through stuff at times, then you would be able to, okay, well, I know they're going to be here, and they're actually turning this way now, so I'm going to go get this trap and then phase through and put this trap here so I could try to catch them off guard. Or something like, oh, that would be that would be such a cool game and such a cool mechanic. Yeah, yeah, it 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 was a it was a very fun game. And how they classify it as a strategy RPG, I I would have classified classified it as a as a um as a horror RTS. Yeah, First yeah, yeah. Horror RTS. And yeah, that would be that would be dope. Like like you could level up and stuff like that, and you know. You could get into fights um, headlong and set traps, like if they if you had to, uh -huh. you know, that's where the RPG element came from. It yeah, but like man, like like and that's why I said that they would have to keep true to this. To, yeah, to for that. sure, for sure. They would, they would, it would. Uh, 
Not, and Google users rated as 97% like this video game. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's a, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. But it's it's definitely an obscure game. It is for sure. It, for sure, it's probably the out of all of the games that I have listed thus far. Uh huh. It is probably the most obscure. I believe it. I believe um, it. It is the most niche. Um, but man, it was. Um. Here's a blurb from Wikipedia. Um, Tecmo's Deception is a real, real-time, uh, role-playing video game, reassembling the trap 'em up genre of games such as Night Trap and Double Switch. Very good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it was, it was such a, it was such a like, I, I. Man, I I went back in I went back in time researching this. Just go, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I, I forgot about this game. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it legit, like I said, it was legitimately a dragon hole because I had to figure out which ones I wanted to talk about too. Oh sure, sure. And, and actually, um, since you've been talking, I've had time to think about it, and I've got quite a few that mm-hmm. I really want because this whole process of these games were good at their time or maybe bad at their time, but they could really stand like a new reboot or reimagining. Cause, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm always very nervous whenever I see a reimagining of a game because I feel like there's not enough originality in the market these days, but thank God for the indie scene. But some of these old games, like they deserve a second chance or they deserve more time in the light like let let what is out there simmer for a while let's bring back these old games that maybe could find a new revitalized viewership and player base yeah uh but yeah yeah, i i i think that with enough time we could definitely do some digging and find more of these to talk about in the future and we probably will this is fun i i enjoyed hearing about this yeah, oh man, and uh, and by the by the way, uh, listeners, um, one of uh, Dre, what is one of my favorite horror games? And I think that I've talked about this numerous times. You know, is... I probably could have told you if if you hadn't asked. Um, uh, Resident <laughs> Resident Evil, some no it's, no that that's that's one. But it my favorite one is it's what I have closed out streams saying something as a reference to it silent hill beware the crimson butterflies oh right fatal frame Mm. i love Fatal. that game bro like we i would love to revisit that game because that okay in terms of a scary game yeah a lot of it is jump scare but it builds and it oh absolutely delicious that i i like i love fatal frame yes um i think i still have something and i will send a picture to you later all right um if i do because i don't want to get your hopes up (laughs) um but like that that game holds a special place in my heart like the the and, and I know we're getting slightly off topic with this, but I'm literally talking about Tecmo, and I'm looking at Fatal Frame, you know, right here, and it's just like 
I have no one that I can call I, I, I can think of to, to do my call out. If I were to ever make a suggestion for any if for any game for anybody who is a horror aficionado and who has never played the Fatal Frame games, play the Fatal Frame games. Absolutely. Play the Fatal Frame games. It, Absolutely. It has a bit of action, but not in the way that you could think of, you think about. Um, Dread out kind. It really is kind of a ripoff of Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a good way. Dread out is a good game. Yeah. Um, in its own way, in its own right. But your main source of combat is a flipping camera. <laughs> yes. And it is, ah, oh, it is, like, I want to play it, because I played it on the PlayStation. Yeah. So, but I want to play it on the PC. Bro, I just had a thought. What if mouse. they had, what if they had Fatal Frame in VR? I would, um, <laughs> I, I would then, I would crap my pants and then proceed to crap yours. <laughs> Dude, that, now, that, you talk about a game that was made for VR to be brought forth and, like, revitalized and reimagined. Dude, that, ooh, I'm getting chills just, just thinking about it. But. I was, just, I was just seeing if that, if that was actually, somebody just says Fatal Frame needs to be in VR. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's uh, that's a bit all we have for today. I uh, definitely encourage anybody who, if you've heard of any of these games on here and you want to check them out, look them up. Some of them are more expensive than others, but look up, look them up on YouTube. Invest yourself in these stories and just let yourself think where could where could these games go if they're rebuilt nowadays? Because oh man, just like Fatal Frame, uh, Legends of the Dragoon, just uh, Temco's Deception, all these games deserve a deserve another stab in the spotlight and if you're an indie creator maybe taking some inspiration from these old games can help get the ball rolling in that direction because i would love i would love to see something like uh fatal frame but imagine if it was um just in a different location like you could act you could literally take the idea of fatal frame and repurpose mm-hmm. it, and I would eat that up, like yeah. Uh, uh, but, I mean, and, but, and that's like every every one of the every one of the ones that did that uh-huh. were, but they're all set in like Japan or Korea or something like that. Yeah, like like honestly, honestly, indie developers, any indie developers out there, if you want to make a game like Fatal Frame, do it in Chernobyl. Oh, oh my God, that's brilliant. That is, ooh, that's a spicy one. That's, oh, that would be so good. Like, like, it's a different setting in, and, you know, it's, it's a well-known, well-documented catastrophe. It, the pictures of Chernobyl in and of itself are just haunting and supposedly insanely haunted. Mm-hmm. So, you're welcome, indie developers. That one's on. <laughs> A lot of freebies being handed out. Yes. 
Anyway, he's from software. <laughs> yeah, the, the I feel like these style of episodes are just gonna be ending uh, us ending up just begging developers to make these games. <laughs> but hey, you, you miss all the shots you don't take. Um, it is. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to call it for now. Um, yeah. any last any closing statements, words, anything? Uh, beware the crimson butterflies. Absolutely. So, remember, if you have any ideas or anything you just want to say, hey, if you have ideas for a topic for a future podcast or just, you know, things you just want us to discuss, you can contact us at syndicate at gmail.com. We are on Gmail. We are on Twitter with D.O. Syndicate. We are on TikTok, Dead dead ones syndicate and we are on youtube you can find us on anchor and spotify and hopefully more podcast venues in the future so yeah thank you guys so much for listening if indeed you still are be frosty stay classy i still haven't figured out the intro but we'll figure that out in the future until next time